0: Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, May 19th, and I'm Blair Kirchhoff. Today, Missouri beat writer Soichi Terada and I checked in with Tigers basketball coach Konzo Martin. If you recall, Mizzou finished the regular season strong but didn't get to play in the SEC tournament, which was swept up in the COVID 19 cancellations in mid March. We talk about the season, why the Tigers improved over the final few weeks what's in store for next season, and other topics like how to implement name, image, and likeness, the ramped-up non-conference schedule, and in subjects I always find interesting these days, what is Konzo Martin reading and watching at home? So here we go with uh, Konzo Martin and Suichi Torada. All right, so Conzo, just uh, to begin with, uh, we want to ask you what what life has been like for these last uh, two months, uh, nine weeks in, in this crazy COVID world that we're in. What kind of, just personally for you and, and your family, how, how how are you? How have you been? And how, how are you making the adjustments?
1: Well, I'm doing fine. My, my family's doing well, uh, and, and I, also the extension of my family, me my, my brothers, my sisters, my mom, uh, my wife's side her family doing well. Um, you know, of course, the pandemic has caused mass hysteria and also deaths, so all that that is very unfortunate in our world today. but me personally, I think it's uh, it's just been good to to one get a peace of mind to take a step back, but also spend time with family,
0: yeah, I imagine you have a, a lot of more time with family, um and I've talked to some coaches. Who um, and and some people in other sports that just aren't used to being home this time of year, um, has that been a sort of a you know just a maybe a silver lining a little bit to
1: this? Well, I think I, I think that part has been great, but you know, I, but there's also a, a, a downside, if you will, when it comes to sport, especially with uh, student athletes, because what happens? I, I knew as a player, and I will speak for myself. I knew as a player, uh, you didn't want it oftentimes, but you 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 needed the discipline, the structure, and the boundaries. And now when you have student athletes that's been going for so long, you, you're talking about some athletes in all sport from the ages of three, four, and five, and they've just been going. And then all of a sudden it stops for for a month or two. That that is a hard thing to grasp. I, I guess the first week or two is tough. Then all of a sudden you feel like you got a peace of mind, you got some space, and all of a sudden, where's my structure and my boundaries? I need that. And uh, I, I think for athletes, you'd like to be in your environment around other athletes, you know, iron sharpens iron, the, the everyday life, even though sometimes you, you feel like you're an adult, you don't want it, but you need it.
2: Hey, Conzo, um, obviously a couple of new transfers here. I, I do want to focus on Drew a little bit. Um, what was kind of the sell to him? I mean, you already have a couple of point guards on the roster, but and he, and he's more of a ball handling guy too, point guard. Um, I guess what, what was kind of the sell for him? especially with kind of your vision and, and the future of the team uh, for the
1: next season? Well, I, I think the biggest keys for us in, in, in selling him, and I'll, I'll say a lot of different things and hopefully I'll answer that question, but really in, in selling him was an opportunity to come play with some quality guys, you know, quality student-athletes, guys we feel I have a chance to be a really good team, of course, if you're healthy. Um, and obviously you let them know about X-Pence and Drew Smith, who are talented guys who played as, as well as any guard combo down the stretch of our – you're talking the last nine games of the season, they're probably best combo guards down the stretch. So now you're selling a guy who's a grad transfer, has a lot of opportunities to go a lot of different places, and he chose to come here because he felt like there was a great opportunity, but but it also speaks volumes about him as a person to want to come be a part of this type of environment. And, you know, he saw the guys. I mean, And plus the thing about him, which when I talked to him via phone you know, and FaceTime and all that, just uh, really working on – his offense from the standpoint of looking to score, because he can got it, he can got get to the rim. He's strong body, his is very similar to Drew Smith's body, but he's a guy that loves to pass the ball and distribute. So now with, you know, X and Drew, guys that can Drew Smith and X, who guys that can score the ball, you have him on the floor with him along with the other guys that we have. So I just thought it was a, a a great selling point for him to come in and be a part of something. And also him understanding what he's coming into and really embracing that. So it speaks volumes about him.
2: Yeah. Hey, Conzo, real quick. Um, I wanted to ask, you have two Drews now and three Smiths. What are you going to call Drew Smith?
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's D1, D2. Who knows? who knows? I mean, just we'll figure something out. I mean, just again, I'm glad to have all those guys on board because I think they uh, exude what we want in the program, character student athletes and guys I think want to be successful, not only just successful athletes, but also have successful lives and successful careers. <laughs> and
2: uh, talking to Ed Chang a little bit I spoke to him uh, a couple of weeks ago and um obviously everyone's going to look at his shooting especially after last season uh <laughs> where the ball probably didn't go in as much as you guys wanted it to but his defense I mean it, you know it is still a console Martin team I know to see the floor you have to play defense I guess what have you kind of seen from him on that and he mentioned San Diego State was a good experience for him defensively and everything
1: I think it was and now one thing about it he could shoot the ball and we we'll- we started recruiting him when he was in high school. Uh, and We went in a different direction. Uh, he went in a different direction. Uh, but we recruited him out of high school. Knew he's a guy that could shoot the ball. Thought he had tremendous potential, with good size, good length. In uh, high school, it was more offense for him. and I think the thing that helped him, because uh, oftentimes you can go someplace and it doesn't work out, but there's still growth in that situation. I think being at San Diego State helped him from a defensive mindset uh, because we went off to Salt Lake Junior College. He did a great job. With his defense running down guys, blocking shots, moving his feet, and I think he's one of those guys that'll be able to do a lot of things for us defensively. And again, with his ability to make shots, he'll stress the floor wherever he is on the floor. And I think that's a great asset to have.
0: Conzo, how about uh, how about uh, just kind of in the moment addressing the um, uh, the guys that have applied to to the NBA draft and what kind of decisions they make, what went into those decisions, and how how can you help them?
1: Well. With, with talks with me, talks with our compliance people and just really helping those guys understand what they get themselves into, um, you know, and talking with X even before the season. We felt like this was something that if he played the way he played, especially way he played down the stretch of the season, he would have an opportunity at, at least whether well, he goes or stays, have an opportunity to work out with teams, get feedback now. In previous cases, it would be feedback, working out with teams and that sort of thing. Well, now it's more Zoom calls with with teams, getting a feel for him as a person and and really all they have to go by is film, game film. So we felt like that would be an opportunity for him. Same with Jeremiah Tillman. Of course, Jeremiah didn't play a lot this season due to injury. And then with Mitchell Smith, it was more me communicating with Mitchell Smith because there's something you can do now. And and I felt like Mitch being 6'11", I got it really worked hard down the stretch, defensively rebounded basketball. He's a guy that can make three-point shots. He's a guy you can see in the future of playing in the NBA. Now, I don't think Mitch would be a guy that would get drafted right now, but I think he's a guy with more experience on his belt, more professional playing, whether it's international, G League, wherever that is, I think Mitch is a guy when it's all said and done would have a chance as he continues to strengthen his body and continue to work on his overall game. Um, Conzo, what,
2: what's kind of – the process for you like and keeping in touch with your team and making sure, you know, they're accounted for and everything. Um, and are you doing anything special? I know some coaches are kind of doing book clubs or trying to do you know, some camaraderie <laughs> stuff or, or something. I was wondering if you were doing any of that.
1: Well, we, we do a uh, different type of leadership summits and uh, the last leadership summit we had because last week and this week was reading week and finals week. So we couldn't have any zoom calls via team functions it was anything about academics you can have there, but you couldn't have any calls unless you make it a personal call to a guy, but it couldn't be a team call about anything basketball related. So it had to be academics. So that's different. And we do a lot of individually, but before that we would have, you know, twice a week zoom calls. And and that could just be about how you guys doing, how's the team doing things on leadership, things on character. And the last one we had was about, self-improvement and uh drew smith and x pinson led that one because i just said you guys if you want to lead lead because i think that's what makes the team grow and the team get better when you give guys ownership of the team and those those are the things that i pray about as a coach Your guys having ownership and i thought x and drew did a great great job presenting the self improvement uh and one of the biggest things they talked about in doing that research uh uh, self-love and self-discipline go hand in hand and that came from those guys so for me as a coach you feel like you're growing you feel like you're helping your guys when they're able to see those things but I thought it was great to be a part of and they and they asked each individual staff and player because what, what what we do in our platforms and I do it all the time whatever we speak about I'll call on somebody it could be a player it could be a coach and everybody talks about it whether it's good or bad there's no right or wrong and it's a topic that we all get involved with and uh, when we when those guys presented, each one of those guys said, okay, like X said, okay, Coach Corn, do you have anything? What's your advice on that? What would you say? Torrance Watson, what would you have to say? So, again, we're always interactive like that, and I thought, I thought they presented very well.
0: Why those two guys, Coach? You, you touched on it a little bit, but how about going into that a little bit more? Why, why X and Drew?
1: Well, they took ownership of it. Because what I always say, okay, I'm always a guy, you, ha- you, you have any questions, e- even doing games, guys, what do you see out there? What's going on? I'm always communicating like that because I, I just think for a lot of young guys, they have to take ownership uh, of their lives and their future. And as coaches, we're in this thing together. We, we kind of put together a game plan, but, but our players have the right to say, Coach, what about this? What do you think about that? And I think we have that, that type of open relationship. So in this case, I just said, who's up next? Which guy I want to present? X was the first one stepped up. As soon as X stepped up, Drew Tex came right behind. So I guess both of them guys, are, <laughs> to, to their credit, they both were ready to step up. And they both stepped up. I said, okay, great, you guys can do it together. And that's what they came up with. And I was really impressed.
2: Well, when you speak X and Drew, and I know we're talking a lot about them, but they, they have a very good complementing play style on the court. But when, when it comes to kind of their attitude or kind of their – you know who they are as people i guess how, how do they kind of mesh together uh you think
1: well i think what what happens one um oftentimes and what i've found even when i was a player and and, and you 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 a lot of guys struggle with saying a, a, another guy's a good player unless he's clearly a good player you know it's easy to say michael jordan's good that's easy But oftentimes with other guys, it's hard to give credit where it's due. And I think both of those guys recognize that each one of them are good players. And I think they learn from each other and they they love competing against each other. They always – you have to break those guys up in practice. Because, again, if you want to get – become a better basketball player, I want to go against whoever's perceived the best. And both of them are very talented guys. And the result, when you see down the stretch, as we continue to prove as a team – both of those guys were a result of each one of them making each other become better basketball players, and that's what they. Were, again, they just—I mean—they get along. They're good guys. I mean, it's not—it's not a case of I need to get more shots. I need to do this. What, what we found, though, that it helped me as a coach. X is better at going north and south and scoring the basketball, getting downhill, being aggressive. I mean, you saw that again the last nine games. You really saw that. <clears throat> Drew's more of a guy, and, I, and I've said this before. He's similar to a Jonte Porter, a guy that. They'll leave the game. They'll have such an impact on the game. You don't know how many they scored, how many rebounds they had, how many assists, how many steals they had, but they had a major impact on the game. And oftentimes you think they would have a score because of their impact. And that's the type of guy Drew is. It just It's production. That whatever, need, whatever we need to win the game, it's production. X more of a guy that can score the ball. Even though he he has a lot of flash to his passing, he's really more of a guy that's a scorer.
2: Kazo, talking uh, MJ, the Jordans and everything, uh, well, what are your kind of your thoughts on the last dance? I know you you played against him uh one of your, <laughs> one of your seven or so if, games. If you
1: or... call that playing against him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, just, I think it's, um, you know, again, <clears throat> I, I think it's clear. And, and from the time I was able to really watch it, because I think oftentimes we, we make discussions on who's the best player of all the time, what era is this and that. It's hard to really answer that. and everybody opinion, your, your opinion, whatever you think is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We always say when people say whoever the greatest, I always ask what's the criteria, so that way I'm better answer, able to answer the question. But I think, in my opinion, I think Mike was the, the best that ever do it on a consistent basis. And I think also a guy I wish I would have had a chance to see more of was Oscar Robertson. I wish I could have saw him more as a, as a young guy, but I didn't because when you you're talking the production he had, the triple double, how physical, how tough he was, and his size. And I, and I had a chance to spend uh, three weeks with him. When I came out of college in Europe on a, an international basketball trip, and you don't realize how big those guys up close are, and he was actual point guard. So I wish I could have saw him more, but there's so many great ones. I mean, LeBron, you know, people debate whether LeBron is uh, the best in comparison to Mike, but I've always said, in my opinion, you probably need to compare LeBron to Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, and John Stockton because he's more of a point guard. He just, he just built differently, moves differently, but I think his nature is more of a point guard. Uh, But I just think the last down, I I think it's great. I think it's uh, it's fun for everybody to see. But I think what I try to take away from, and hopefully young guys that that are players and even guys that we're recruiting can see the edge in which those guys played. Not 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 necessarily the physicality, because that was the nature of the game. But 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 the the mindset in which those guys prepare and try to win games and how hard they competed. And I think that's that's something that you know young guys can really pick up on. Conzo and
2: the great MJ Lebron. GOAT debate, I have to ask what your son's opinions are. Because a lot of people and folks my age see LeBron and think he's the GOAT just because we, we grew up watching him. But I'm assuming it's a little different for you. So I just wanted to ask what your what your sons think about that.
1: Uh, now, now, my oldest son, he would probably say – now, my oldest son, he likes basketball. He's really picked up on it in the last couple of years watching and follow. But it was never his thing. He ran track and did all the other stuff. But now my son Chase, he would uh he would probably say uh Le- LeBron, he's always been a big LeBron fan. Uh always been a huge LeBron fan. So he would probably say LeBron. Not but but he wears Jordans, so I mean, but he uh it's it's amazing how those kids nowadays they can't live without a pair of Jordans, but they they like LeBron.
2: We got a pair of Jordans coming in today, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what's crazy? <clears throat> my daughter, she's uh she'll be thirteen in June. But she likes wearing Jordans. It's like it's. I'm not, I'm not a guy that wears them all the time. And I have certain ones that I've never worn, but oh, so I'm not a guy that wears them. And it's not like my my other sons. They they walk around flaunting that they wear Jordans. But she likes wearing them, and it's amazing how how he's uh, over through the course of you know thirty plus years of generations, maybe forty. I don't know, but how they managed to want to wear his shoes is unbelievable.
2: Yeah, thirty five years since the eighty five. Wow. Uh, yeah, Jordan ones. Yeah, cause I'm gonna have to. Uh once this is all over, I'm going to have to see those shoes that uh, you're keeping on. Uh,
1: you're keeping, I'll let you see them.
2: <laughs> um, Shifting gears a little bit, I do want to ask uh, about the non-conference games, some reports coming out. You got some, you know, you got KU, Illinois, already on it, but you got at Missouri State, at Wichita State, you got Utah. I guess I was wondering, like, what your philosophy was in terms of non-conference and just kind of setting your team up and everything, uh, you know, before the SEC schedule gets off and running.
1: Well, I think one of the things that, that you have to look at is, you know, putting yourself in position. I might have mentioned this before, you know, years ago that you, you could play a preseason schedule and get 10 to 12 wins almost guaranteed, especially when you're a power five level program. Well, those days are long gone. You have to schedule, you have to put yourself in position to be an NCAA tournament team. So your resume has to show that. So we've spent a lot of time really in doing that. We're not done with our scheduling. and it's still... Plenty of work to get done, but we're trying to get quality home games and quality road games and hopefully we can get this thing completed here in the next two or three weeks.
0: Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site Contra, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the challenges of recruiting in in, in this world, and I, I know the the NABC recommended extending the dead period for what uh, until July thirty first. What do you got thoughts on that? And just and, and and speak to the challenges of of recruiting in this in this time.
1: Well, I think uh, good question. I think I think the, the biggest thing uh, when you look at that is is and what and and you have to applaud the coaches uh, because the most important thing is. Health and safety. Uh, we're talking student athletes as well as high school prospects. Uh, and, and as coaches, we get a, as I'm on the NABC and I'm on the Men's Basketball Oversight Committee. And when we on those calls, the, the most important thing that we talk about is health and safety of our current student athletes, but also the prospects in which we're recruiting. So if that means you know shutting down the month of June, it means shutting down the month of July. So everybody's healthy and safe. And safe then that's what we'll do um, so and I, I think that's that's where it, that's where it starts because again if this was a normal spring and summer we would have we'd have AAU basketball summer basketball in, in April we'd have it in June we have it in July but right now the most important thing is just uh, making sure everybody's healthy you have to take it very seriously uh, so and and that's it is I wish I could say more about it but for me that's where it starts and finishes health and safety
2: Um, Conzo, what what timeline are you kind of hearing for students coming back on campus? I've heard that June 1st date is um, kind of a target date. And, I mean, I remember a couple months ago when the NBA shut down, that every other league kind of shut down. But now we're seeing, you know, facilities kind of open up. Do you you think that kind of contributes to, you know, you guys being able to have summer workouts and everything?
1: Well, I know that was the date, you know, Jim, Jim Sturks presented to us, a tentative date of June 1st. Now, it all depends. Luckily for us, and, and not all of our guys, from a proximity standpoint, if we had to tell our guys what time to get on campus, we would be okay for those guys to get back on campus. Um, but you know, again, that's just a, just a, that's a date right now. But uh, but I think we'll take it week to week, and whatever gym, meaning the SEC, uh, Jim, meaning SEC, Jim the NCA, whatever those guys decide, then we move from there. But. But there's no sense of urgency. But we let our guys know, our players know, and and, and all of all our guys in, in in a good place as far as proximity. So we need to have those guys come on campus, and we won't we won't start anything until everybody gets here anyway. Uh, and it just it's just a wait and see. But I, but I think more than anything, our guys are active, and I think the plus side about it, most of our guys are at home with their families, and I think that's a lot of great time to really continue to build those those family relationships. And sometimes when you're gone so long you lose sight of what it means to be with your family because I remember when I left for high school, it's like I never really went back. And outside of – I didn't have the Thanksgiving to go back. I didn't have the Christmases, maybe a day and a half. So to have this kind of time as a student athlete with your family is really impressive because you don't get this amount of time.
2: Because mm-hmm. um, of uh, NCAA kind of ruled within the past few weeks, uh, the sponsorship of athletes and being able to make money off their name and likeness has been – some thoughts on both sides of that. I guess what what are your kind of thoughts on that, and how how do you kind of see it maybe affecting college basketball in the future?
1: Man, that's a that's a good one. I just think um, I think right now we we want an SEC call uh, with with Greg Sanket, SEC coaches. That was one of the big topics. It just the unknown is how the NCAA moves forward. And, and I think what what you want to do more than anything. You, you want every state to be governed the same way, whether the NCA is governing everything you want it to kind of fall in. line. you don't want every, every state to do different things. I think that's where the, where the problems could possibly occur. Uh, so, so as long as everybody's in line, and I, and I think, I mean, it's, it's probably long overdue. You, 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 you want your, your athletes. Uh, of course, I think what costs for tennis athletes, the NCAA has done a great job improving, uh, financial support for the athletes with cost of attendance now. Name Imogen likers. I think the biggest thing to, and the thing that I'm curious about is just how they go about it. You know, I I, I want to see that as well because you, you you always want to see people uh, get what they deserve or what they're worth, but I but I'm interested to see how it operates and how you proceed now. Will the athletes be taxed on what they benefit off of. So all those things have to be answered because again it happens so fast, even though there's been talks over the years. But I just think it's, it's almost like the last three or four months is down the stretch. This is happening now. We have to, with, along with the coronavirus, now we have to take our time and make the right decisions. Now and again, I, I think at the end of the day, again I'll say this again. I, I want our student athletes to get everything they're supposed to get, but I, you don't want anything to cripple the college sports. That's, that's all sports, not just revenue sports but all sports because I, I think one thing about college athletics we have all sports the camaraderie of athletes male and female I think all those things great and it, and it, and it creates great memories
0: hey will it will it become part of the recruiting pitch uh, name image and likeness
1: I think so I, I think for every school when you're talking about a state of you know of Missouri this magnitude I, I think it'll be it, it certainly will be for us
0: what, what, what do you think – does this, what does it look like when, when it does – let's say the, the NCAA, um, it, it's not a you know 50-state, 50 50-rule 50 thing, but it is an NCAA by law. What, what will it look like? Um, how, how will it be employed?
1: Well, see, that, that's, that's the part that we uh, – I think the NCAA is working on as we speak. And like I say we were talking about that as coaches yesterday. That's the part that we want to find out because that was a question that we all asked. But now I'll give you an example. One of the things, like, say, for example, you take, uh, say, a Michael Porter Jr. Here's a guy, he goes down the court, he dunks the ball, and, and it gets, you know, 100, 100 to a million views. Nice. Well, big-time dunk and all that. Well, if name, image, and likeness, Mike can't take that image because it has a Mizzou logo on it, a Mizzou branding. He can't take that photo and profit off that photo because of the brand. It would, it would almost have to be Michael Porter Jr. with just a regular shirt on Making that move, so you y- you can't profit off the uh, university's name or logo,
0: hmm.
1: and that sound. I know that sounds strange, but yes.
0: Okay, so what? The other thing I wanted to find out from you is: um, Have you been able to catch up on any any TV binge watching? Any any, <laughs> any good any good books? Or have you caught up in any that aspect of your life at all?
1: You know, I, I will say this. Uh, this time has been the best for me because I've probably read uh, more books in these eight weeks than I've probably read in the last I'd say eight to ten years, which is crazy me because I once one when the season hit, I might I might be able to get a book. It depends on what the book is. If it's a great book, I can get it out the way in three or four weeks. But I mean, you you're talking about uh I, I'll tell you a book that I think you might like is uh never split the difference and it's negotiating as if your life depended on it by uh, Chris Voss, never split the difference. Uh, what else i read? Uh,
0: I'm writing that one down.
1: Yeah. Never split the difference. I I finished a book. Uh, uh, if if you're into business, uh, I I finished a book by TD Jakes. TD Jakes is a Bishop out of Dallas, Texas. It's called SOAR S O A R. And it's, uh, Basically, how you build a company uh, from scratch uh, in today's age, and it's just—I think it's a really good book. And I—I um, uh, I finished a, a seven-book series, uh, audio book series, with my wife. Uh, I, I don't want—I don't want to give you that name. I, I can't get it now. I'll give you that name off the off the off the. Air. I'll give you that one, but I, I can't okay. get—I can't, I can't give it to you now. It's, it's, it's one that my wife likes, but it's okay. And then I. <laughs> I'm finishing up as we speak uh, a book called "The Wealth Choice: uh, Success Secrets." The Wealth Choice—that's a good book. Uh, But I just—and it just—it's been a great time for me, just really reading, uh, getting sound information. And after I finish this uh, Gridiron Genius, I have to finish up uh, Jimmy Dyke's book. So I've just been going and going and going. And And I don't know if you guys practice this, and I don't know if it's good or bad. But I managed to somehow do two books at a time, uh, <laughs> as long as they're different books. Because I, I take notes with my books. I write stuff down. So I take a lot of notes with them, uh, as long as they're two different books. But I, I'm not necessarily into a lot of sports books, uh, unless it's about leadership or, you know, some triumphs, some hard times, some struggles. But I'm not necessarily into a lot of sports books like that. Not, I, don't, I don't need nothing that, that, that you, that you already know. I want to know where the struggles came from and, and how people came out of it.
2: Kanzo, any TV shows, recommendations you have? I'm sure some Mizzou fans <laughs> that, uh,
1: if they you catch know, you
2: on the street, you know, maybe they'll be like Conzo that latest season of whatever you're watching.
1: No, you know, uh, okay, we, we finished off, we, we binged very hard on Ozark. Okay. Uh, uh also, there's a TV show called Greenleaf. We finished that one off and it, we just finished the fourth season. Uh, what else? Let me see. Those, those are the two shows. Now, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's a... Uh, God, my staff told me about her. She was a... God. She was in the cartel. I can't think of her name, but it, I'm waiting on the next season to come back out. Um, you know, so, so I, But that's how it is. It's just it, we, All we watch really at home now is, uh, is, is CNN when we watch. not try not to watch m- much of that because it's, it gets to my stomach watching some of that. So... So I have to watch it just to keep updated. CNN, uh, maybe ESPN for about 20 minutes just to be updated. And after that, we might catch a movie here and there. But really, it's been a lot of reading and peace of mind and just really family time. And that part has really been great.
2: Have you watched Tiger King? I mean, you do coach the (laughs) Tigers.
1: You know, I saw, you have. When, 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 I saw the first, I saw that first episode. I said, I can't take this. This, this, this work on your brains. I can't, I can't, it, it was, it was That's funny. Little... It, it was funny, crazy, whatever. I mean, I think it was entertaining kind of weird all, all of the above. It just, I, 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 I just feel like with the, what, what as a minimal, uh, Brain waves as I have, I, I can't afford to give it that kind of time. I re, I really can't. I, I need to I, I need to spend time somewhere else. But I thought it I thought it was entertaining. My staff was telling me, but I just said that I can't do it right now because for me, when I try I try to commit to a series and I stick with it. like like for example, I I forgot one, Breaking Bad. I've been watched on Breaking Bad now. Whenever that came out, it's like it might have been out ten years ago, but I binge watched on that. One. I really like that one so. Because once I commit to it, I got about four or five that I commit to and I just lock in on because I don't – and if I don't do that, then it's more of a movie. Now, I did watch Power. I watched Power, if you've seen that. But other than that, I just – I'll catch a movie here and there. Like I saw Rambo, the last Rambo with uh, Sylvester Stallone. I just – you know, I've always been a big fan of Sylvester Stallone. But uh, that's it. It just – but no, this time, these these eight eight weeks has really been the best for me as far as getting caught up on a lot of things because – when I got in this profession in 2020, uh, grateful to be in it, but it seems like I've been going 90 miles an hour since 2020, and this and this really the first time that I've been at home with my family on a consistent basis. Other than that, it's just like you tread water.
0: Now I hear you. You're, you're absolutely right. There, um, we're all doing <clears throat> doing things that we never thought we had time to do, and we didn't have time to do before before now and uh, uh grateful for some of these entertainment options that we that we do have but I sure do miss sports um how about you how about yourself Conzo what any any particular sport besides your own that you're you, you you're, you're missing uh these days
1: ah oh, man you know <laughs> again I I grew up playing baseball that, that, that was my first love but once I got to high school I just kind of fizzed out so so I I need to get caught up back in the baseball game. But other than that, just it's amazing how when you what I do and then when you have kids, then then your life becomes whatever they're doing. Like my oldest son, it was track basketball, volleyball. It just so that's what it is. And and, and again, you you don't really have a lot of time to watch TV. And again, when I was growing up, that's all you had was TV when you're in the house. Well, my kids, they rarely if ever watch TV. So it's, it's it's not really on. They don't they don't have many rooms like that. If they do, they would never come on. So it's like it's YouTube show, shows on YouTube. So it's it's just really whatever they're doing, and I enjoy it.
0: Well, we sure do enjoyed uh, talking to you and, and your you're spending uh, this time with us today, Conzo. That was that was fantastic, and um, uh, look, continued good health and, and good luck, and we hope to catch up with you again soon.
1: No, thank you guys for having me.
0: That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Savannah Smith, Randy Mason, Beth Wells, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett, tip of the cap to Suichi Tirada for navigating us through the Conzo Martin interview. Links to the stories we discussed can be found in the show notes. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and it's a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes the Sports Extra on the e-edition. There are 22 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Well, here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product, sports news features, commentary analysis, the whole thing. You get all of the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe all help is greatly appreciated whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription you're supporting our news coverage and helping us deliver products like sports beat thanks for listening